Welcome to a State of Being podcast. I'm Jenna Guihin, your host. I'd love to invite you in to this portal that I've curated for you to discern and digest with what it means to be in your state of being. As I discover pathways of genius and gems with wild, wonderful visionaries. May this podcast be your revolving door to transmissions and experiences that propel you forward to a life that you've always imagined. Hey Tara, how are you going? Hello, beautiful. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm all, I always find these intros so hilarious because <laughs> we've already had like 20 minutes of a conversation <laughs> and we got to pretend. Hey, Laura, how are you going? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, everyone would everyone would know how close we are and that this conversation would definitely not be beginning straight away. So No, definitely not. And it's always been one of my top priorities to have you as one of my originals in my podcast, The State of Being. So I'm just so grateful for the journey we have already to be speaking here. I know, and how, like, how much do we get to learn from each other constantly? I know. Around, like. I'm so excited. Um, let me kick it off, okay? So when I speak about being in a state of being, how would you define that for yourself? Hmm. Mm. So <laughs> it's like a big one, hey? Like it's a big, layered, yes. personalised experience, but at the same time, like I think everyone can agree that like at the core of it it's like a state of being is for me anyway it's like your it's like your values embodied you know it's like all of the things that we talk about you know uh, abundance generosity freedom like these kind of values like when you're in this state of being, it's like you you can physically embody those things and feel those things and you're living from those things. And it's like you're holding that energy and that relationship to that energy as you move about in the world. And um, that's kind of always how I've related to a state of being because we talk, you hear people talk about like being in a state of generosity or being in a state of whatever but like you know a state of being for me is like just embodying what like whatever matters to you like your truth right that is such a, um, that is such a good answer obviously I've spoken to a couple people and it's just I love hearing everyone's version of a state of being because everyone's state of being is so different mm, so I yeah. love that for context let's talk about what you're currently working on and what stage of your life you're in Okay, so I am I'm a mum to uh, my four-year-old son, Arlo, and I am currently 12 weeks pregnant with uh, baby number two. Um, so I'm in, yeah, the motherhood season of my life, and I am also a spoken word poet mm-hmm. and leaning into, yeah, the, the sharing and the expression of my art in that way. Um, and I, I feel like I'm at a stage of my life where just, I don't know if yeah, motherhood does it to you, but also just like being in the creative process does it to you. It just constantly invites you to meet um, 
meet your truth in the moment again and again and again and like embody it and live it and come from that place and so I feel like I'm in this season of my life where um yeah it's kind of like just no more no more bullshit Tara <laughs> like I love, um, I love that <laughs> no more. yeah it's like how, how do you want to live what's your truth let's, now, let's go get there. rid of anything in the way yeah, yeah exactly there's kids watching there's you know the world is in turmoil like let's just do this how we want to do it from the heart completely and I just want a side note um Tara's was probably one of the most incredible spoken poets uh, she wrote me the most powerful poem while I was having a closing of my bones for my pregnancy and if you want to hear someone's words touch you in the sacral that woman's words touch you in the sacral <laughs> I like to make people cry <laughs> oh, you, you were yeah you're amazing um let's go on to the body how, how have you have you always been comfortable in your body no, definitely not. I feel like developing a relationship with my body has been a very long journey that kind of, you know, growing up, I was always um, the overweight one of my family because I, yeah, was just, I was, didn't know how to process my emotions. I was very much um, like an over eight to kind of not have to face what I was feeling. Um, I was also a dancer for like 15 years of my life. And so I would have these distorted ideas of what my body should look like. And even though, you know, I was proud of its abilities, um, I, my, my, the way that I saw it was very distorted and I held expectations of my body um, that just were unrealistic. And then that kind of, you know, went on to my 20s kind of, Again, just seeing my body as a pain, a pain in the ass, something that, um, you know, I remember having um, things like, um, you know, IBS at times and just being like, oh, my body's a pain or like seeing my period as like a pain in the ass. And then um, just not understanding how my body and I w could and would and should work together mm. um and I just yeah I didn't see my body as a gift at all I saw my body as yeah, an inconvenience so the the healing of my relationship with my body kind of probably only started towards my late 20s when I started to dive into um nutrition and um just like started to be a bit more interested in like what health actually meant and then from there I could like work on like how to actually be with my emotions and like my cycle and all these things and like just continue to unfurl until like I don't know leading up to birth I guess to kind of really see um, what my body could do and could communicate with me and then it's just kind of grown from there really. That is such a yeah wow. I'm, I'm actually a bit speechless hearing your story. Um, I feel like just like a woman and her body have this like a complex relationship. Like if you if you look over, like I even think to friends of mine that I've had over the years and stuff, like no matter what kind of body or how celebrated their body was or anything like that, I just feel like the relationship between a woman and her body 
because of the society that we live in, is just the most complex and rich story for every single woman I've ever met before. Totally. And it's, yeah, it holds a lot for us, I think, if we're willing to look back and see what our body's story has been. Yeah, and it's most probably body is the most incredible place for wisdom and I think what we do is we try and hold it to society's standard that we then basically become desensitized to what she's actually telling us Mm. yeah yes because we don't trust her yeah you know she's given us so many times in our life where we were surprised by something our body did or we were shamed for or judged for or we um we didn't know what was normal or what was um really a gift and so I think like when you don't have that trust with your body then anything or any signals that it's giving you 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 just don't want to hear it yeah when did you start trusting your body were there any moments that you can just remember feeling it or ignoring it so you trusted your body and you're like, wow, this is how it unfolded. Or when you completely ignored your body, this is how it unfolded. So I think the first layer is like, when did you start trusting your body again? I think I started to trust my body probably for like the first time when um, I came off the pill when, um, oh gosh, maybe eight years ago now, eight or nine years ago. And I was traveling around uh, the world with Shane, my partner, and um, I was starting to just like open my eyes up to a lot of like health-related blogs. Like blogging was just such a big thing. Then I remember finding this woman and she was just talking about natural health and like just the ways that we could nourish our body. And um, I just, my eyes opened to the ways that my body was uh, not being nourished by taking the contraceptive pill. And I remember saying to Shane, like, I'm going to stop taking the pill and I'm going to like learn my body's cycles and I'm going to um, like just, I'm going to take control of that side of things. And I think that's when I started to trust my body because I started to connect in with like her rhythm and I started to see her less as the enemy and more like this this vehicle that wanted to support me and work in harmony with me and I think that's when I started to develop the trust in like the physical sensations or like the the cues or like the changes in my like in my moods or in my um, energy levels and things like that but I think I've my my trust in like I guess the power like the more I don't know what the word to describe it is, but like back when I danced as a teenager, like I had a trust in my body, but it was less about the physical side of it and more of the, like the magic that happens when you're in that flow with your body and you can like just trust it to like let go, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, yeah. Um, okay. I have to edit that out. Good old Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about how you get in your body. Um, do you have any rituals or processes to drop deeply into your body, especially when you're embodying expression? Because you've got um, just a side note, like Tara has mentioned she danced. She's now she she when was the last time you went to one of your dance sessions? Oh, I probably haven't been to a class for a few been, months yeah, now. 12 weeks. Tara's yeah. incredible. 
what Tara can do with her body is most, it's like mesmerizing. If you haven't checked out on Instagram, it's bloody amazing. Honestly, um, it's incredible. What I wanted to ask you was, how do you, I suppose you can take it from a poetic sense, dropping into your, your ent the, the entity of the poem, or we can take it from an embodied sense. But um, talk to us about how you get into your body. Do you have any rituals or processes to drop deeply into your body? Yeah, it's funny. I've thought about this, like, especially from the, the poetry side. And yeah. it's very much, it's it's kind of, they, they feel the same in some ways, like whether it's more from that dance and embodiment or even like emotional release or like, um, yeah, creativity. I feel like my practice is, I, because I'm very like, I'm a very grounded, I feel like I have a very grounded energy. And when I am not in my body, I feel really flighty. Like I feel very um, disconnected to the earth so, somewhat. And so for me, getting into my body usually, um, you know, it's like getting into my body for my feelings, like for my emotions, like to feel grounded or getting into my body to really feel into a poem or a creation they both require me to like, uh, I don't, it's not so much a practice, but like there's always some level of um, just getting low to the ground, if that makes sense. So I do like lots of like stretching. I do lots of um, just like breathing in different positions. Like, cause if I feel tight in my body, then I feel like things can't flow through. So like stretching is like a thing that I do like, religiously every day purely for the fact that like it helps me feel in my body versus like just hanging around it um, and that's usually like my gateway to um, picking up on things that feel a little bit off or um, you know if I'm feeling certain emotions within my body like okay then I can like bring some movement to like how uh, I meet that sensation in my body or same with creativity. Like I might feel like I'm like, I want, cause for me, all of my poems are so emotional. And so they, it's almost like I have to move through those physical movements to release the emotions in my body before I can romance the words for them at the same time. Um, so yeah, just, yeah, just just some kind of movement yeah. um, is always really important. And it has to be quite fluid. Like, so the movement has to be quite not structured and it has to be um, kind of like just led by, like slow and led by what my body needs moment to moment to moment. Because I, if I kind of say, okay, I'm going to do this kind of movement, it kind of, puts like yeah like it just it it um it turns into less of a um a release for me and more my, my mind takes over a lot and just gets more focused in on the activity versus like the sensations mm, it's so it's so amazing listening to how people drop into their bodies because my like I didn't at first I didn't know you stretched I know you like did a lot of movements and, and, and expression through the body I didn't know you stretched so that's a new one for me Mm. Yeah, I feel just like <laughs> maybe it's because like I've worked for like osteopaths before yeah. and like I've just worked like in the 
wellness space that I just like, there's just something about like, if I wake up in the morning, one of the first things I have to do is like get on the floor, child's pose. And then from there, just like move and stretch different parts of my body. Because if I feel any sense of tightness, I feel like I'm, I'm not in my body. It's really strange. I I flipping love that. It's so, this is what I love about interviewing each person, because I think in, again, society, the world telling us to be in your body, you have to be an ecstatic dancer. You have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z and everyone's sacral and everyone dropping into their body is just so different. Like for me, for me to come home to my body, it's an expansive workout, like doing a 5k run, like we've spoken about this, but Mm. you know, it's also very different compared to yours. And I love that. I just celebrate that. Um, So I have a question for you. How are your poems? Of course, I've got a question for you. I'm asking you all the questions. (laughs) (laughs) How are your poems um, conceived and where in the body do they come from? I know you said the emotion. So yeah, how, how do they, yeah, how do they come about? Yeah, I feel like I, I connect with an emotion first. So um, whether I'm creating a poem for someone else or whether I'm connecting it, like I'm just communicating and expressing something of my own via poem, I just, I connect in with this emotion and this energy and I very much see like my poetry is like you know, a channeled kind of experience where um, I'm very much in the, it's very like, what's the word, like passive, like I'm, um, it's like I'm just watching, like I'm just open and I'm like, all right, this is the energy, this is the emotion. And then it's almost like I, I, I look to become intimate with that emotion or the story behind that emotion or the layers that it's that that are a part of it like I think that it has a lot to do with um you know like in human design I have that inner vision um where like I just I I take one thing and then my mind just takes like just go keeps going down and down and down through the layers of something and I feel like I've become one with the idea or one with the emotion. And I just, I can't describe it as anything else other than I just want to get so intimate with that one concept or that, yeah, like that one idea or that one energy. And then it's like I just start putting words to, to the story of it, I guess. And um, for me, like, just to have the words isn't, it doesn't feel as satisfying or as enough as like being like, especially the spoken element of it. It's like, I want to help translate or be a spokesperson for that energy or that emotion. And it's like, how would I translate or um, be a spokesperson for this emotion? Like what words would I have to communicate and how and in what in what tone or in what um, rhythm so that the person listening which you know first and foremost is just me is like so, so that they feel something that is as close as possible to what I know is like the core of that feeling or that emotion or that story and I just it's like I get turned on by the idea of that person 
being able to feel what I feel and it's the words just become that the vehicle for that and like um I guess the like the poetry part of it like I get um versus just like me telling a story the poetry part of it like it was quite surprising to me that I even um started doing poetry as such because you know I only started doing poetry or like even attempting spoken word what like um oh gosh was it like November last year like when we were at uh visibility for visionaries by angel and yeah she asked me to get up and just do a spoken spoken word like just off the cuff like and I'd never done that before Mm. and I realized just how much um it excited me to just like put words to something in a way that had that rhythm that had that like almost like puts you in a trance you know like it connects you to like this I don't know, like a, a frequency of some kind. So completely. And I think being a yeah. generator, just side note, mm. you are tell us what type you are. Tell us who you are in human design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I am a four six line four six generator, um, sacral authority. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. so for you, like this is what I find so powerful is firstly you didn't know where the spoken poetry was leading. And then the unfolding no. happened. And then it's like this frequency admitted. Um, mm. And all of your poetry that you do, because you go so deep into the very essence of birthing the thing, you you just exude this frequency. And ev- as you bring it out through the throat, we all can feel it. Like that is what you do. You magnetize us mm. and bring it in. And it's not like you're just doing any poem. It's like, like you said, you, you want to get fucking intimate with the thing you know and we feel yeah. that like we totally feel that so my, my next yeah. question for you is being a generator a sacral being how um how has knowing your design changed the game for you for doing life like what's impacted oh you God. the most <laughs> well, how long you got like, yeah, yeah, I feel, yeah and yeah tara is like one of the most purest sacral beings I've ever met like I love watching her in her in her sacralness yeah I feel like just knowing how much I am I'm I'm built and designed to be in that place of like feeling good you know like just really like knowing that I can trust those desires and those urges and those like like full body yeses and just uh, just like knowing that that's my that's my blueprint that it's just given me this permission slip to um to not over rationalize things and to trust my body wisdom right because there's just this um yeah there's I think especially women like we're we we live in a world where sometimes it's not it's looked down upon to kind of like know something or like feel like this is the right thing but then like you don't know why like you don't logic you can't explain it or you can't um give good reasoning 
um, you're just like, this is my truth, like just is. And you kind of, we've been taught to doubt ourselves in those moments. And I think the biggest thing for me has been um, trusting that body wisdom, even when I can't explain why, or I don't like know where it's going, knowing that that's how I'm built, like that's how I'm designed to work and I'm built to respond um, has just taken like a whole lot of pressure off trying to um, initiate things all the time or like um, feeling like I have to be able to put words to things because, you know, I don't have that defined throat. Like I, I, it's, it's okay if I don't know what to say because my body's speaking on my behalf a lot of the time. And I think that's just given me a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of comfort and a lot of um, helped me take a few more risks, I think, too. Like just when you feel like you've got your body there to guide you and you're more open to receiving what it wants to tell you, it's like, all right, like I can afford to play here a little bit with these um, you know, full body yeses and full body noes because, um, yeah, I've, I've got this <laughs> blueprint like reminding me that it's okay, you know. Ah, your authority, your various yeah. decisions is, well, no one's comes from their head actually. So that's, mm. that's a great thing. And, I, you know, I think it can be, it's so powerful and so dangerous when a woman learns to trust her body. Yes. Yes. And you feel like you almost feel like you're threatening to yourself. Yeah. You know, you're like, this is dangerous for my life. Like what happens if I trust my body so much Mm. that it guides me down a path that I'm petrified of, you know? Yeah. That is just led by desire and greatness. And that's, I think like we I cover in the courses when I've let my body lead, I'm like, there's nothing stopping me there's almost this fear if I do let her that it is going to become successful that I think a lot of people like I'd rather just not let her lead and let the logic lead me because it's it's something I see and it's something I can um, make sense of where the body you can't make sense of and when you let it lead that's that that I think is truly living yeah definitely the thing that I've been like reminding myself of lately is like how like that I, that I am safe in feeling like feeling really good or I'm safe in um, that much trust in myself, you know, like, because I think that a lot of us have grown up like feeling like to trust ourselves that much is not a safe place for us to be. And um, yeah, I think it's something that I have to constantly remind myself. Yeah. So I love one of your um, programs called Speak Your Truth. Is there any advice for people, especially with it coming from the sacral? Because the sacral is um, being in the now. It's the truth of the now. Do you have any advice for mm. people wanting to connect to their inner truth and expression? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things is, like, like you just said, like if you are a sacral being, that's that that truth in the now and I think we put a lot of uh, expectation around 
you know, what it means for us to speak our truth and what it has to mean and what it will mean. And there's just so many layers that we add on top of what ultimately is just pure expression with no, nothing, it doesn't mean anything. Like it's, um, it's important to unravel a lot of the expectations and stories that we have around what it means to be someone that unapologetically expresses their truth because we all have these judgments and these um, stories because, you know, we've, we've grown up with someone in the family that was outspoken and we've heard the other family members kind of constantly judge them and, and talk bad about them. Or we've seen someone online that is very vocal about something that they're passionate about when they speak their truth and we just watch how much society tears them down. And yeah. I think the first thing for me when it comes to speaking my truth is just coming back to like the pure essence of what that means and I like to say you know it is just being a spokesperson for your heart like it's being a spokesperson for what feels real and um at the end of the day like if we can't like we're the only ones that can be that spokesperson for that truth and that gives me a lot of um I don't know motivation because at the end of the day like I believe you know, we're all here to play a certain role. And especially when you, um, you know, you're connected with like, like for me, like I'm connected to the fact that I am a parent and I'm here to, to lead in a, in a way that I can be proud of that other people are, you know, my children are watching. And when it comes to speaking my truth, I feel like if I can remember that I'm the only one that can speak the truth that is on my heart and that it doesn't mean anything and that it, at the same time, it means everything, um, like that has to matter more than any fears or beliefs or, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that holds us back, like fear of looking like a fool, fear of um, being told we're wrong or whatever it is, like, facing those fears for what they are because they're totally separate to the pure expression of speaking our truth and being a spokesperson for what's in our heart. Like at the end of the day, we have to marry what it means to, like we have to marry our truth, you know. It's like our truth lives in our body, you know, and if we are still seeing our truth as something we're resisting or something that is, uh, working against us or is inconvenient or is keeping us from certain things in our life like that that inner resistance and that like um tension that's created from that place it's just it's draining it's like it's completely um yeah it's it's massively in the way and so for me I would say yeah marry your truth like become so intimate with it that you're like I just know it inside out like I gaze with your truth you know what I mean like go there um and then just like strip away any of the stories and um yeah stuff you've been telling yourself about what it means to speak truth and be a person that actually does that unapologetically because if you're judging other people for speaking their truth then you're also going to be judging yourself yeah wow I love that Tara do you have a treat for us will you read us a poem I will I oh, um, 
women's, if you're listening, close your eyes, listen <sighs> to this woman serenade you. <laughs> so I, I kind of, yeah, like for me, tuning into a state of being like, it is very, like very truth focused. So I'm going to read you a poem that is incorporated within my Speak Your Truth um, program. So you can, I don't know, use this poem if you want to form a deeper intimate relationship with your truth and um yeah like as you said Jen just like feel free to close your eyes because I feel like these hit a little bit different when there's no visual distraction okay when my energy starts to feel heavy I vow to see your light to remember the way you like to dance inside my body and plain sight of my fears and my worries. You make yourself known. Never any promises or direction, just every expectation overthrown for the now, for this moment, complete on its own. Without you, I'd be lost, soulless, just skin and bone because your mystery, unhinged, it's the light of my life. The spark that enchants all the pain and the strife of seemingly petty problems that feel hard at their center. But with you by my side and a voice I don't want to hide, I'm alive. I'm dynamic. I'm enraptured. I'm ecstatic because I'm a dime away from a woman who stays in the center of her being because she's got something to believe in herself, her youth her holy marriage to truth, living and growing and always nourished by her vow, the deepest trust she's ever felt, never needing to know the how. So with this front and center of my mind and heart today, I'm excited for what comes next when I have the courage to say that my truth is mine and my truth is pure. My truth is never something that I have to endure for its mystery is the magic that I came here to live. Let me marry you 10 times over and let in everything you have to give. Mm, my goodness, I haven't heard this poem yet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, <laughs> that is... Oh. You always yeah. flatten me when you speak, when you speak <laughs> this. I literally, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow, my friend, that was powerful. I felt that tingling thank in you. my womb. Um, thank you. Wow, thank it's, you so it's, much. It's the power of art, right? Like, yeah. it's just... This is the thing, right? It was birthed from you where there was just this deep desire to get intimate with this idea of this concept, this this, this 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 embryo of an idea you've taken the frequency you've birthed her and you can't ignore that your sacral your desires your creativity your art your expression does not carry frequency because it does mm, yeah and if you dare to go there and you dare to like really tap in to like what your body's wanting to like help you get intimate with like 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 that's the power we hold right we hold like if we're willing to go there and embody that then like the the ripple effect it's just we can never truly know just how expensive the ripple effect will be oh, 
Thank you so much, my friend. This has been such a like, like I needed to hear this. So thank you for oh, my the most incredible chat. My and, absolute um, pleasure. I'm just so honored to be just a champion of this incredible work that you do in the world. And I just like I want to just honor you for like the way you are guiding women into this state of being like it's their body wisdom. There's nothing that comes like before that. Like it just, it's integral for every single person to have this attunement to this, this knowledge and this wisdom. And I just want to honor you for the work that you're doing in the world, babe, because it matters so much. Thank you so much, my friend. I think for me in the day and the age that we live in now, it's, there's so much noise going on that the only thing we can trust is our bodies mm. the wisdom she has to share with us yeah so yeah. much oh thanks my friend thank you hey beautiful thanks so much for listening to the episode i would love it if you shared it to the socials and let us know what your state of being is and what you took away from the episode as well as if you're really wanting to understand what your state of being is and what you're requiring to move into a higher frequency, join me in my course called A State of Being at jenagoyhin.com.